What's up, footy fans? It's Seb here. Uh, just a quick one. We did discuss the concussion sub because that's been sort of rumoured for a few days. Obviously, if you're listening to this today, it goes up Thursday. It was announced on the Wednesday that this sub will come into play. Uh, all the discussions were taking place prior to that. Uh, but it's just the way things move in the current climate uh, in the modern industry. Uh, but look, all the questions still remain. We'll Will coaches exploit it? Um, should the sub be there? How ridiculous was it they pulled this on the eve of the season? So sit back and enjoy and uh, looking forward to having footy back on our screens. Welcome to 12 Rows Back, where we bring you footy talk from the fans' perspective. We are here on the eve of round one of the 2021 season. I'm excited, Tom. How are you going? Yep, cannot wait. Footy's back. The pre-season was incredibly short, given what we saw in visible games, as we've discussed, and just the one week off, and now we're here. It's actually sprung up, and look, I don't care where it comes from. Footy's back, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited, as uh, Big Kev said back in his day, may rest in peace. Did you get a ticket to the opener? Isn't it a traditional thing you, you head off onto that, even though you've got no interest in Carlton and Richmond? That's right. Coming up to my uh, lovely sister's 30th this week. Um, yeah, usually, yeah, we do head along, but we actually couldn't get a ticket sold out by the time uh, we went in and had a look. So they're keen, those Blues and Tigers fans. Uh, you know, we were sort of, I think it was... Today at nine, they might have come open and we were sort of looking at it at 11 and it was gone. So that's pretty quick in my books. I know it's only a half a crowd, but it's still uh, the excitement uh, for footy to come back to Melbourne's huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. Now, little breaking news off the top, I believe, a new coaching contract update. Yeah, so this one, not sure if it made the uh, the six o'clock news, but it, it is reasonably fresh. Uh, Damien Hardwick um, has re-signed for, I think it was a contract extension, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for three years. So uh, his tenure at, at uh, Punt Road uh, continues. So look, not not surprising when you've you've seen his record, and particularly the last uh, four years that, that they've signed him up there. But, um, but yeah, just interesting, I guess, with the Tigers, given they've had a uh, you know a few few hiccups along uh, the off season. So uh, and yeah. Damien Hardwick at the centre of has an yeah, effect his appointment. It's all about what happens on field. So um, they're happy with him. He's happy with the club. As they say in the off-season, it's a bit of good business for Richmond, I would say, keeping Dimmer locked up there. I think uh, there's a lot of stability there uh, with him around coaching and obviously the results speak for themselves. Now, there's been so much talk in the media. I don't know how true any of it is, but the AFL is considering bringing in or bringing back, I should say, the concussion sub. So obviously we had the green vest for well, five or six years in the early 2010s, and uh, they're now looking at bringing it back due to the concussion rules being if a player's out with concussion, they've got to sit out for 12, 12 days. Uh, how have they not made up their mind yet when we're less than 48 hours away from the first game? 
that's the part of it that's that's absolutely puzzling me. I know we've uh, you know with the AFL you know with rules on the run has been an issue previously, but geez, this is well on the run. I don't know why this wasn't a thing back in October because I guess the moment that they're considering was that Ablett Vloston incident at the start of uh, last year's grand final. Um, Ablett obviously played out the game, but Vloston was gone. And, and how do you cope with that sort of situation on field and, and the players' welfare going on with the 12 days? But I'm not sure why that wasn't a... Uh, yeah, it wasn't a discussion that we were having in October when things were a little quieter. And I, I, yeah, I, I shake my head, but I shouldn't be surprised. But it, it is a surprise from the AFL. But it is stunning to think, yeah, we're, we're about to start the season and there is... And this isn't a small rule change. This is massive. This is, you know, something clubs haven't really had on their agenda all pre-season. It might have been floating around in the background, but now it's it's sort of back in the lights. But yeah, I'm stunned by it. What what are your thoughts? Well, it's completely unnecessary, isn't it? Like, why why do we now need a rule for concussion for the if a player's out concussed, then we can have a sub, but. If he does his ACL on the opening minutes or hurts his knee, we can't replace them. Like, like, what's the logic behind it? It, it would just have to be, I guess, player welfare, and the, you know, obviously the concussion's a bit harder to fully diagnose just because of the injury on the brain. That that'd be probably the only way you could phrase it. So, because we know the effects of most of the other injuries, the long-term effects, but we don't know concussion, we will allow players with uh, other sorts of injuries. Like, let's look at the Ablett-Voston one. So, yeah. Ablett, in theory, should not have played at all in that game. But it's the grand final. He's the best player to ever do it, just about. And he's going to go out there and try and win it for his team. If he's concussed, the rule says he cannot go back out there. But if he's injured and still believes he can play, he can go back out there, right? Why, why a sub for a concussion... Versus not like it. It, it, it look, it is strange. Uh, yeah, it, I legit think it comes down to we just don't know what it does to the brain fully. And yep. So, you, but the rule is they don't come back on. Yeah. Why? Why do? Why do? They, why do we get a sub for them when if they've done their ACL, they're not coming back on. They physically cannot. So why can't we use a sub there? Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> That that that's the, the I guess the crux of it all. Yeah, what what you turn where up, do you draw the line? You turn up to play with twenty two fit players, injuries are gonna happen unless and maybe they want to put everyone in cotton wool. Unless they make it possible for no injuries to happen, you're gonna have these incidences where player does a hamstring, player does this, player does that, rolls an ankle, can't continue. Some players can, some players have a higher pain threshold, some you know, they'll throw a name at you. Daniel Wells was obviously known for not necessarily toughing it out when his team needed him. Um, and that's just the way it goes. And players get picked on the back of that too. Like, if, if you've got a player, two players who are relatively equally skilled, but you know one, he will run through a brick wall, run over hot coals, Nigel Smart style, you know, will do absolutely anything to help your team win versus one who even might have a little bit more talent but won't always go the extra yard or if he gets hurt or if he's he's got... I mean, this is a local footy one, but if he's got a chance to go hard, he might just go easy because he's thinking about what he's going to do later that day. Like, they're not going to get picked. But now we've got this thing where, oh, if it's a concussion, we're going to have someone sub in. But what if there's two concussions? We don't have two subs. 
but that is going to be unfair then. So, like, yeah, well, that that's an interesting one there. Like, how far do you take it? Like, if yeah, I mean, that that's a beautiful part of our game. You turn up, yeah, like you said, with the twenty-two, and and you finish with whoever you've got left standing. I guess that's part of the competitors competitiveness of sport. How how many do you want to have in the gear lined up? I mean, because. We've had games with multiple concussions and, you know, there could be a freak day where we see three or four and then you've got no bench all of a sudden. So, I mean, I, I'm interested in your thoughts. What, what Did you enjoy the sub when we had it back in 2011, 12, maybe 13? Back in, in 2011? That era? Wasn't J-Pod the last one who was subbed out? Nah, because I remember... Um, actually, no, 2013, because I... Look, this is just my memory playing with me here, but... Um, Luke Parker came on in the 2012 Granny, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Lockie Neal actually was the sub for Frio in their Granny, which is um, just crazy to think about. Two stars of the comp, including a Brownlow medalist. So it was definitely um, 11, 12, and 13, I think, was the year of the sub. I, I did find it... I mean, it, it added slightly, I guess, to the pregame in that you had to sort of work out who was the sub, but it was bizarre seeing a player come on late in the third, which is basically 80% of them come on late in the third and, and just sort of add what he could. But, I mean, you, you talk about fresh legs, but it was more of just that feel for the game. And, and I'd argue there weren't too many subs that came on and changed the game. Look, there obviously were, but I'd say the, they were in the minority. But, yeah, look, I wasn't a huge rap on it back then. And team, I, I'm not saying they'll do this, but teams do find a way to sort of use these little quirky rules and, and things to their advantage and you know we've spoken about teams and naming the squad and and you know playing sort of you know funny buggers with the team list and, and things like that so look that opens it up for that as well i mean yeah i mean i don't know if we've got the concussion to the point where it's black and i mean have people been bumped or knocked and come back on because it wasn't hard enough for a concussion i mean where do you draw the line there as but well we've, I think we've is... already got that in place like if they go off they have a 20 minute concussion test they're off for 20 minutes doing the test um at this point if they're deemed concussed they'll go out of the game and then you can sub someone else in but we've already had the test and if they're deemed not eligible to play they don't play like that's supposed to be done, I believe, by an independent doctor, not the yeah, club doctor. Yeah, I was going to say, it so is independent, isn't it? If it's yeah. done by an independent one, you can't have clubs trying to fudge it where, like, take the Trent Cotchin, Dylan Shield one in the grand in the preliminary final where Cotchin didn't really clean him up, but he did suffer a concussion and sat out the rest of the game. That, I'm, I'm sure if you went back to probably even five years ago, Dylan Shield's back in that game playing and... Dare I say it, they win the game. Um, but it, it makes almost no sense they're considering this. Well, I, I, I don't mind, like, you know, rules to, you know, look after players and the concussions. I, I guess, yeah, particularly I'm uncomfortable given that we don't know how bad it is. I, I would err on the side of caution. But I think changing the game with But it's, it's, it's and, not protecting the players anymore because they already have to come out of the game. It's making sure a team's not disadvantaged because a player got knocked out. Yeah, well, so that's where it is. So it's not actually as much about the player themselves. It's more about how the club copes with that player's loss. So it's really to the club's benefit and not the player. Yeah, yeah. It, well, the the players will have to come off based on the results of the test, um, whereas the clubs will 
they'll be a man down versus they won't be a man down. Uh, I, I, if I was a club, look, in a big final or a big key game, it's going to help. But ultimately, if you're putting your youngsters, and that's often who it ends up being, and I think there was actually talk of this rule has to be a player who's 21 and under or 22 and under, um, they may only play half a game. And do you remember those times where the players did actually get subbed in late in the third, even early in the fourth quarter, I think, a couple of times, and then they'd end up running laps after the game to actually get yeah. their, the, the legs yeah, and the, the kilometres in the legs. So I think it's insanely stupid to be bringing... to. So just be talking about any rule change on the eve of the season, um, especially when as soon as the season starts, they won't want to talk about rule change at all. We just want to let things roll. Um, but also to be bringing in one that would have such a drastic effect, um, it makes no sense. The one thing I will say is the coaches should not be able to exploit it because if they do decide, oh, I'm going to sub... Uh, Often it was you take a tall off, get a small in there, you know, inject some speed. If they do that, the tall is considered concussed and he therefore has to, he cannot play for 12 days. So he's definitely going to miss their next week's game. So I don't see it being exploited to that level. I just, I just can't understand the point when there are other injuries that, you know, you could do your knee and be out for 12 months, but that disadvantage is okay versus a concussion isn't when, as far as I know, the independent doctors doing the tests, that procedure hasn't changed. Yeah, well, look, that that's probably as good a way as, as we could say it. I mean, um, look, I don't, I don't think I can add to that, Seb. You, you've, you've nailed it there, I reckon. That's all right. We'll see what they say. Uh, I think they're spo- they were supposed to meet tonight, but I think it's going to be yeah, uh, tomorrow. Be tomorrow. Well... We should be talking past tense because this will be dropping <laughs> eve of the season. So they were supposed to meet two days ago. I believe they've met last night and we'll have our results today. So this is almost out of date now. But let's let's move on. We've got- yeah, can I give you a quick one actually just uh, as we're on the uh, sort of sinking the boots into the way AFL manages it. Did you notice we uh, had the grand finals return to its slot just sort of snuck in there as a little pre-season one as they usually do and... It uh, it just came and went. Yeah, they. I, I'm surprised they didn't save it for like one of the bye weeks because they used to like to say, "Oh, we're going to hold a meeting and we're going to consult everyone and turn it into a big deal," when they already know what they're going to do most of the time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I look. Did, did they give any reasoning for going to the night grand final last year and then returning back to the day? I I haven't followed it because. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's your classic pre-season sort of debate, and I, I was just like, oh, geez, yeah, it's the little little bit of a slow week, and that's when it, it sort of gets trotted out. But um, look, yeah, like we discussed, I guess last year, I think it was the entertainment and the fact that it was in Brisbane, a few different factors, um, you know, the audience they wanted to try and get given the COVID year to put it at night. But now it's back at the G, and maybe they've had discussions with uh, you know the the G itself. Uh, obviously in the commission and, and making the decisions and yeah usually they put these things out to gauge where fans heads are at so I think the fact that it came out and it was back at the day and there was a s- basically zero reaction says this is what the fans are happy with you know let's <laughs> they've, they've made a good call it surprises me they want to do what's right for the fans because yeah. in my experience it's all about the almighty dollar but uh, look traditional slot that's what apparently people wanted to see. I'm a Twilight man myself, uh, but I'm also a 
move it from the G, get it around the, the great country that is Australia. It's too much state division, Tom. We've got all these states locking our borders and fighting over COVID. We're one bloody country. We should be working together and move this great game around it. But that's that's probably another podcast. That is a, That should be a bumper sticker. That was magnificent. Now, nine games this weekend, Tom. Tell yes. me, what are you most looking forward to outside of yeah. your <laughs> Saints? I was going to say, so obviously that's top of the list Sunday afternoon for me. I've actually, just a few that jumped out to me. Um, the first game of the year, Thursday night, I, I'm just pumped to uh, firstly have footy back and yeah, just I've jumped on them, and we'll get to the power rankings later. So I'm I'm bullish on the Blues, and they really haven't produced in this fixture for a long time. I think the Tigers might have won the last seven or so. And look, it, it, dare I say, if the Blues have got to one prove that they belong with up against the good teams, and playing Richmond's probably as good as you can get at the moment. So looking to see if they can prove themselves and show that apart from being a historic club that's had success in the past, that they deserve to be there based on their current form. Um, so I'm, 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 looking at, I'm looking for the Blues to jump out of the blocks, uh, jump out of the blocks early. Um, one thing I love about round one is seeing all the youngsters get a game. So, uh, you know, obviously big pre-seasons and, and who jumps out of the, out of the blocks. Um, love also seeing, yeah, I guess there's the super coach crunch, trying to get those rookies, see who plays, see who starts well and goes throughout the year. But um, one I'm keeping an eye on is uh, Logan McDonald, my uh, rookie of the year tip. He's got a debut for the Swans this week, so he'll be one I'm keeping an eye out on. Um, and this is a bit of a left field one that I'm actually pumped about for the uh, opener. I'm actually looking forward to seeing the uh, D's versus Frio game. So I know I. you're not as bullish on this one. Well, you probably are because Frio are involved. But uh, and Melbourne, I'm, and Melbourne, Jeez. your two favourites. They'll start uh, coming for simple sign if Frio exactly. Roll them at the it, G. It, look, if Frio win that game, it really raises a lot of questions. One, are Frio legit? But it raises a whole heap of questions about the D's. They're on their home deck on a Saturday afternoon. There really isn't an excuse. So I think there's going to be some fallout for that game. So I'm intrigued by that one. Uh, what what are you looking forward to, mate? Well, I, look, I'm going to go straight in and disagree with you. I'm not looking forward to watching Carlton. I haven't looked forward to watching Richmond Carlton for a very long time. Uh, it's great to have footy back, and then they give us this game that's built up as a blockbuster. But neither club has both neither clubs have both been up at the same time. So it's yeah, been a pretty. A it was one sided Carlton's way for a few years, and then it shifted one sided the other way, and and. Every year, the club that is not travelling so well seems to talk themselves into into the fact they might win this round one game and set themselves up. They never do. Um, so sorry, Blues fans. You'll be looking at 0-1 down the barrel. Uh, I I can't wait. I've got tickets for Saturday. So uh, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm off to Marvel. That to is Marvel. going to be marvellous. Uh, I, I don't think we're a chance to win. I just can't wait to get back in there and see what's going on. $2 pies at Marvel Stadium. I think oh. this round, I don't know how many rounds they're doing it for, but that's a way to give back to fans. Only a 400% markup on what, you know, actually costs to make the things. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, as you said, my boys from Mantle. They're going to play finals and they're going to kickstart things. Uh, I'll be riding the two West Coast, the two uh, Perth teams quite heavily uh, not surprised by that and look one thing I this might be a bit of a negative but 
I hope Adelaide start poorly because I just don't want North <laughs> to be on the bottom. I, I think North are in for a tough year, but yeah, as I said in my uh, prediction, my uh, out there prediction, uh, Matty Nix may be sacked. So yeah, uh, I, I look. I'm curious to see of those bottom teams, which is really the worst. Um, and that actually takes me to Marvel Stadium on Saturday night where Essendon play Hawthorne. Now, yeah, that's at Marvel, locked in. We spoke about that one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, one of these teams is going to win this game. And if it's a certain team in the red and black, I think they're going to be telling everyone just how good they are. Um, it, I think it will ultimately mean nothing as both teams will be languishing down the ladder. Uh, but they both hate each other, so I'm actually really keen to watch that game and just see what happens in it because I think people... I can see the whole year going pear-shaped for Essendon and I can see the whole year going pear-shaped for Hawthorne, but I can also see both of them getting... If you have a good win, you can kick-start it and start to get some momentum early. So um, there's a few new faces out there, especially for the Bombers, Corbell, 2-meter Peter, uh... I think they might have a few of their top 10 picks in line for a debut as well. You might see a few of those boys sneak in for a, for a game potentially. Yeah. yeah, so there's there's some new faces there and that's that's one I'm looking forward to, you know, as, as a neutral neutral supporter of the game. Can I give you a question without notice? Of the games this week, I mean, if you could have rejigged the fixture, sort of floating fixture style, what would be your opener out of these games we've got? Uh, despite everything I just said, Collingwood Dogs. Yeah. Um, the Trelaw factor, you know, going against his old club after Collingwood unceremoniously uh, shipped him out. Uh, I think I think that's going to be an absolute ripper. Um, and I think we'll get to this, but I think the Dogs are in for a huge year and they're going to handedly take care of the Pies on, on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, Friday night's its own massive slot in its own right. So that I'm with you on that game. I think that's uh, probably the highlight of the weekend. That's game of the round, if uh, to use uh, the old. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, it's on Friday, but I think that's that's your season opener for me as well, I reckon. Yeah, well, if, if only. If, um, if Carlton and Richmond get off that marquee slot that, let's be frank, don't do anything to deserve it other than draw a decent-ish crowd... Uh, you know, if they started giving you actually the best games, we might see it. But do you give any weight to a granny rematch as the opener, sort of NFL style? I don't know if they do it in uh, in the NBA. I know the NFL have done it occasionally. Um, do you? I mean, Cats Richmond Thursday night. How how would that sit with you? Uh, it'd be. I, look, is it not a massive disadvantage to the Premier to play someone? Uh, of that caliber so early. Well, not so much that you, you, you're going to play, they're going to play once or twice. It just depends on the fixture, but I could not think of a worse time to get for Richmond to play Geelong than round one when Geelong all off season to think about it, all off season to go over what went wrong. You come back in, they will be primed. And I suspect most of the time they would lose that game. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a factor when they play even deep into the season. So I guess, yeah, the round one has that extra oomph because you've had all pre-season planning for this one game. So, yeah, look, that's a fair point. And then doesn't the AFL... There may not be a contract for this, but do 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 you footy fans want to see it in Melbourne? So if there were two... 
Because you know there could be teams playing in the grand final that are not from Victoria. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. In fact, more often than not, it seems to have at least one, which would mean it might go on the road to Adelaide and Perth. Are you happy not having the big biggest game of the opening round at the home of football at the MCG? I am, obviously. Look, I, look, I think you're inferring that I'm as pro-Vic as they come. I can see outside, though. The game's a game. It's the first game back, so... Uh, I, I'd be happy for it to go anywhere, really. Uh, look, I, I'm as we spoke about, I'm not going to the game, so I'm going to watch it on TV regardless. So it doesn't matter where it is. And Good no, I think there'll be a fair few fans in 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 that uh, in that uh, sorry that uh, mode. So um, yeah, look, I, I don't mind it myself. I, I think it it, it kind of has a little bit of a nice ring to it. But I guess yeah, I, look, I take that point on that. Maybe it is overdoing it slightly, um, particularly for the Premier. Although, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them unfurl a flag in front of the team that they beat. I think that might be, might just chalk up an extra step into the rivalry. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Are Richmond unfurling too? I think they... Because they've never been able to unfurl one in front of their fans. Well, that's true. I've heard that they actually are because they had concerns about crowd size. They didn't want to do it under, you know, in front of 10,000 was their word. So I think 50,000 was the minimum. So uh, I believe they're planning to do it this week. Yeah. No, good on them. Well done, Richmond. Well done. Uh, Now let's, let's quickly shoot over to our team rankings, which obviously we gave little bit earlier and we've had a little bit more exposed form to sort of review these and rejig them slightly uh sorry saints fans i still have you missing the eight uh and to be honest i could have probably started slotting you lower based off the injuries but i've left you at ninth there is hope uh tom do you want to talk us through any changes you've got yeah so i've uh look i've you don't want to put too much on preseason games because they are preseason games. But I have shuffled around. I think I've got uh, what have I got here five changes on the board. So a few have. Um, I think preseason I was a bit toey about the power and um, look, I, I'm back on them. I've got them back in my top four. Uh, so I've gone Richmond, Brisbane, Dogs, and kept that as a three. I, I like that as a three. Dogs to jump up into a slot in the top four as we usually see one team do. Um, yeah, I, I like what I've seen of the power. I'm I'm keen for their year. Could have put them higher, but I didn't feel they quite did enough to jump into that sort of top two based on the preseason and minimal preseason. So I got them at fourth. And um, yeah, might have been a, a little harsh on the Cats having them at seven. So I've got them at five. Um, I guess, yeah, look, they've got... Uh, they don't have to prove a whole lot because they are a great side, the Cats, but just um, how they sort of handle that chemistry and how they handle uh, the, yeah, just the season coming with being the hunted instead of the hunter. Um, one team goes up, teams go down. So slightly down on the Eagles. Um, they haven't done anything wrong, although I'm just concerned with their preseason. They've only played Frio. So we really haven't seen any sort of travel. And I know travel in preseason, take that whatever you will, but I, I just had to slip the Eagles down. And just a little switcheroo, um, the Giants just jumping above Collingwood. I'm just just thinking that the Giants, maybe I'm, I've gone low having them at 10, but I, I just think there might be something brewing there. I'm not sure. And now I haven't watched this uh, Doco 7 new piece that came out from uh, from Amazon uh, that sort of focused on the behind the scenes of a few clubs and did see that, you know, a few of the 
Giants boys missing training late last year and a few different factors there. So I just think they might have had the rocket uh, last year and, you know, coming out of a granny. So I just, I've got them at 10th, but, you know, I think something's brewing there at, uh, uh, up there in uh, the greater western suburbs of Sydney. So, um, yeah, just slip them uh, up and Collingwood down. Now, what have you done? Uh, well, before I get to me, I love that you've conceded a little bit on Geelong and possibly Port. By you had Geelong at seven, which was far too low. I still believe fifth is too low, uh, but I also like your conviction in leaving St Kilda at sixth and deciding that although West Coast have done nothing wrong, they're going to sit below St Kilda because St Kilda are top six this year. I really love the conviction. Now, I've made eight changes to the actual position on the ladder, but when I say that, uh, the bottom four I've just literally shuffled around. So I've got North finishing last and Adelaide 17th, which is just a little swap. And the same... So, with- you, so just to clarify that, you've you've moved your team down to the bottom of the table just on an exposed form that you've saw over the pre-season. Did I stutter? No. No, just, just that's for exactly what I said. Just, yes. to, uh, just to check that yes. that's what happened. Based on what I saw, I believe we will finish last. Uh, we have no great home ground advantage. We have a few games in Tassie, but not quite like Adelaide, who might get to play a struggling Gold Coast later in the year over there. Actually, I think North play Adelaide in the last round, um, which I'd have to Is check that, whether that it was a... here or, Victor- or um, over there, but that, that could be deciding it. If hopefully there's a great gun. Yeah, there might be a draft pickup for grabs there, yeah. Uh, and then I switched Hawthorne and Essendon. I had Hawthorne 15th and Essendon 16th, and I've just flipped them around just because I believe... I believe Hawthorne's list is just... There's nothing in there that excites me, like, at all. Um, ben McAvoy's now captain. Like They've had no Look, great I- leadership down there for... Really, since Hodgie left, I mean, you've gone Stratton and now McAvoy. Isaac Smith's gone out, who was would have been a leader. I mean, what you got Burgoyne, Gunston, Bruce, like I think Liam Shields gets a, a run in that that conversation from them. Yeah, they, come yeah, on. they're not they're not picking a yeah, yeah, I don't. yeah. So there's nothing there that excites me. So I've just elevated elevated Essendon up. To 15th. There you go, Bombers fans. There's one. There's a win for you. Uh, I had Sydney and Carlton. I had Sydney 10th, Carlton 11th. I flipped them round. Uh, maybe I just wanted to make a change, but uh, I've done that. Uh, I, don't, I can't give you some logic behind that now. I'm looking at it. Uh, but that's it's just a gut feeling. you got to trust your gut, Tom. Now, yep. top eight is where my bigger changes have gone. I had Brisbane finishing fourth, and I've slid them down to sixth. Uh, sixth. That's almost at their ceiling from our preview, dare I say. Brisbane at six. Uh, at their floor. Oh, sorry, floor. At their floor, floor. yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I just don't... They're a young team. They've been up and down. Everything was played up there last year. Uh, it's going to be a different year, different challenges. Joe Danaher could be great, could be terrible, could be injured. He's such an unknown quantity, and for people and I don't, you didn't say this I'm not saying you've said it but you've got them finishing second if you're putting them up there in the top two on the fact that Danaher is in and he's going to be a jet well I've heard from many a Bombers fan how we just need Joey back for the last two years and we'll be in the eight and now they're telling you how happy they are to get to get something for him so uh, 
I've slid them down and I've slid the dogs. I've just snuck the dogs into the top four just based on a few little things. I spoke to someone who's sort of one-eyed dogs man and he's just telling me a few things about how they're, they're just primed. That midfield, they're, they're going to win a lot of games. Uh, I worry about their forward, their, their, their scoring in a big final, but the way we've seen this rule interpreted with the man on the mark, their slick hands and their quick ball movement will make them a very formidable team. Yeah, and, and you've kept your uh, your top three. So you've gone Geelong, Port Adelaide, Richmond as your top three. Still happy with that? Yep, yep. Actually, I think I've, I've switched Port Adelaide and Richmond just because I like, I like the interstate teams a little bit more. So uh, it's just a little switch. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, I... I and, and- your boys, Freo, still in, in your oh, eight, yeah. and you, you've got the Giants in there. So I know you, I, you, our listeners obviously couldn't see it. You were nodding when you were hearing uh, my talk about the Giants, but you're you're seeing them as a top eight contender still. Yep. Well, look, don't take this the wrong way, but if you look at the three teams below, St Kilda, Carlton and Sydney, I'd say the Giants have more talent on the list and therefore I have them ranked higher. Look, uh, we can let the season be the judge of that one, but no, look... I'm I'm looking forward to doing these throughout the season because it is good fun. I think uh, we might do a list each during the season, uh, during the weeks of the season, and debate and put one together for our listeners uh, on a week weekly basis. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing this, and we've got it there. It's in writing. It's on on screen. Uh, we're going to be able to judge us on the rest of the year. Now, I've been waiting. I've been waiting like a long time for this, Tom. I've been waiting ages for this and you can tell how long I've been waiting for it in the sense of we're giving our three best bets of the weekend. So first, we're actually just going to run through our tips for all nine games. So just a winner, no margin. Um, We're just going to run through all our tips, but then we're going to give you our three best bets. And spoiler alert, one of my best bets was Port Adelaide minus 26 and a half about a month ago. It's now... Yeah, you went early. Now minus 30 and a half. So... Didn't take the points early. They're not on offer anymore. Uh, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles, as some might say. So let's run through the games, Tom. Uh, we won't dive into analysis here. We're just going to give our tips straight, and keep ourselves winner. honest. Like uh, so Thursday night, 7.25 MCG, Richmond take on Carlton. Who do you like? Yeah, Richmond win that one for yep. me. Richmond for me. Friday night, Collingwood Bulldogs. Going with the doggies in that one. Yep, I'm, I'm with the doggies too. Win number one. Uh, first game on Saturday, Melbourne Fremantle at the Triple MCG. Going to give the D's a chance here. I'm, I'm backing Melbourne to win that one. Yep, I'm with uh, Frio and the, the heat oh. to be firmly on Simple Simon come Sunday. <laughs> uh, Adelaide-Geelong, the, uh, Adelaide the twilight game Saturday. It will not be a repeat of that infamous 97 semi where Lee Colbert took that fantastic grab and wasn't awarded. The Cats will win this one. I'm with the Cats too and not sure of the relevance of that comment either, but I like it. Uh, Saturday night at Marvel, Essendon Hawthorne. Yeah, see, I I am finding this one tricky. It is, uh, well, not quite line ball uh, with the... uh, the, the, the betting odds there, but I think the Bombers will sneak home in that one. Yeah, I'm with the Bombers too. Uh, across, I think this one's played in... No, up this one's Gabba. in Sydney. I think up in the Gabba. Gabba, Gabba. Yeah. All right, Gabba. Yep, Gabba it is. Uh, Brisbane take on Sydney. 
No, I'd look, I'll, I'll, at the home ground advantage, I'm back in the Lions in for that yep. one. Yeah, Brisbane for me. Northport at Marvel, Sunday afternoon. I'm I'm hoping you'll enjoy the game, but I don't know if you'll <laughs> like the result. I'm going to tip the power in that one, but yeah. uh, there will be some kangaroos goals that you can celebrate during that match. I question how many, uh, but yes, the power for me. Uh, the Giants take on St Kilda up there. Is it the showgrounds? Yeah, up at the showgrounds there. Uh, got got to take the team in red, white, and black for that one. I did just give the Giants a pat on the back, but I see us winning that one. Yep, the Giants Giants for me. And in the longest road trip in football, the Suns travel over to Perth to play West Coast. Dangerous for a young side, and let's hope they uh, keep them out of the Perth nightclubs. But uh, I'm thinking the uh, Eagles win that one. Yep, I'd have to tip the Eagles as well in a bit of a shootout. Now, do you, do you want to give your tips for, your bets first, or do you want me to run run with it? No, nah, run with it. Let, let, let's get on. Oh, actually, no, because you, you've been so excited. So you, you've thought of yours oh, uh, over the preseason. <laughs> He's pumped. I'll get through mine that I've come up with today. Uh, just browsing through, looking at things that I like. So tomorrow night, I've gone in uh, Richmond. Ver- sorry, yeah, Richmond versus Carlton. The over under the line. Uh, for the total points, that is, uh, for that one, is 171.5. So I think you can get $1.87, $1.90 for that, depending on who you're betting with. Um, I just think the first game of the year is always usually unexpectedly high scoring, uh, a little bit more free-flowing. They're still uh, working out their game plans, and, and the legs get a little tired late with some cheaper goals. So I think you'll find that one will go over. Um, yes, I've potted them in the preseason, but I really, really like the Cats on Saturday against Adelaide. Don't trust Adelaide. Don't care that it's in Adelaide. I think the Cats are primed to just make a statement early, and I've got them winning by 40-plus. So Cats, 40-plus, and that's paying 260, which is a nice bit of value. And my third and last one, uh, looking at your game, Seb, uh, you off-air gave me a tip that uh, Robbie Tarrant might not be playing, and... I think this bloke was going to kick goals anyway, but Charlie Dixon to kick four plus uh, goals that is is two seventy five. So I just think that's nice and nice and juicy for our listeners. That one bit of value there, Tom. Bit of value. Now we are going to just keep a running tally, twenty dollars on each bet. We're just going to see who has the better year, who manages to tip uh, tip more winners. I guess bit of value in it. Uh, just twenty dollar bets on each one, and we'll just we'll keep track of that over the year. Now, as you're excited uh, for these, let let bring them on. Your three. I alluded to this off the top, um, but Port versus North. Port obviously traveling to Marvel. The minus thirty and a half won't matter. Port are on a mission to finish top two and play off in that grand final. So, dollar ninety one there with bet three six five. Uh, all my lines are with Bet365 here, just based on... I like to go shopping when it comes to odds, Tom. Uh, <laughs> so I've got the Dogs playing Collingwood. I think the Dogs can win by two, three, four goals. Uh, dogs minus two and a half, dollar ninety-one there. That's money for jam. And I'm with you in this Geelong-Adelaide game. I'm just going the line of minus 25 and a half. Uh, only because I've seen Geelong take their foot off the gas at times last year. Yeah, and will that come into it? And will... 
the longer quarters and more of an open game sort of allow Adelaide more chance to score, whereas last year they would have had next to no chance. Uh, so I'm just taking the minus 25.5 at $1.91. Now, oh, this isn't on my list, but this is just a little bonus tip. A uh, little, little over-under in the West Coast Gold Coast game. Uh, over 173.5 points. I think you'll find it's 26 and sunny. Big ground. And the Suns yeah, like to score, that's... so the Suns will get 80, 90 points easily. But West Coast might get one thirty, and that'll go, that'll go north of two hundred, I reckon. Yeah, uh, that's smart. That so one. I like that. I'm just throwing that in now. Before we before we move off on the tips, Tom, we've got our underdog tipping competition. So we've got to pick a pick an underdog here, and as the inaugural winner, as you were. Yes, uh, I'd forgotten that. I haven't had such a big off season celebrating. I've forgotten I'd won it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can give you one off straight off the top. I'm going to just jump on my boys, the Saints. We are outsiders in that game against the Giants. So what better way to kick the season off with an upset Saints victory in, over in Sydney? Oh, I knew you were going to jump on the Saints. Now, and as much as I see some value in, you know, I could follow you in and tip north at 480 and just get off to a flyer. Yes. But I'm going to stick with, oh, this is tough. I'm tossing up Frio or the Bombers. Uh, well, are we giving the Bombers? Because that, that game's pretty pretty close. Is that too close? Based, I mean, they're technically underdogs, but it was is too it too short? It's 210 versus... You, you've gone 225 and I'm going 210, but I'm too short. Is that All what right, you're No, no, just... just uh, That's I'm, fine, Tom. I'll go 260, so even if we're both right, I'm in the lead. I'll go with Fremantle. <laughs> yeah, get on your boys. You've been bullish on them. Yep, yep. No, they'll win. They'll win that comfortably. Melbourne will struggle to kick seven goals. So there you have it. There's a few little, few little, little bets. Obviously, gamble responsibly. We're not uh, not in the business of big bets, but just little tips based on our combined sixty plus years of watching football. Uh, have you got anything else, Tom? Before we we sign off for the day. Final thoughts, Seb. Just just can't wait for the season to be back. I know last year. We obviously all, except if you're in Queensland or WA or South Australia, occasionally caught your games on TV. So just hoping the fans can get amongst it and get to get to the footy this weekend and see their team. It's going to be great to see, you know, great grounds of this country with the stands at least some portion full. Um, can't wait for that. That's it. Footy's back. <laughs>